It's the Sunday Cafe with Roman Travis on Magic Talk. It's five and a half past two. Now, you might be used to hearing Dr. Frances Pitsilis' beautiful dulcet tones this time of the day. She's away for a while, and we've got a new segment here. This is a chance for you and your dog to pull yourselves together because it's a combination of both, apparently. It's not just your dog's fault that they get things wrong. This is a dog behaviourist by the name of Darren Rowe, and he's with us now for the next half hour or so. And then after half past two, you can get all of your stains removed with the Queen of Clean. And that's Shannon Lush after half past two. So the number here, 0800 844 747. That's the best way to get involved. Do it now and you'll be the first cab off the rank. G'day, Darren, how are you? Good afternoon, uh, Roman, how are you? Well, I'm a bit windblown, even though I'm in a studio. I'm looking out the window thinking, I'm glad I'm in here. Uh, there'll be lots of people, though, who just get out and walk their dogs. And if you're like me, you kind of put up with bad behaviour with dogs because you you might be useless at training them, but you can teach an old dog, new tricks, right? You can indeed. And, <clears throat> and the problem is those behaviours, they just creep up very slowly. And before we know it, it's, it's just too much for us to handle. Mm. So uh, getting in there early is always the best way. <laughs> yeah, indeed. And speaking of getting in early, this is your chance to get in early as with Darren Rowe um, right now. Mindfulness Dogs is the business and he can help you, give you some simple tips to make walking the dog a bit more pleasurable instead of saying, sorry about that, oh no, he's really good with children as he's running after a child, that kind of thing. 0800 844 747. What are some of the more common things that you see in your business, Darren? Um, probably one of the, the biggest um, uh, things I see is um, a dog that's just jumping up. It gets so excited that mm. um, it just loses loses every, any kind of like learning it's taught and it just jumps up all over you. And there's nothing worse is there when your friends come around and you're having to tell your dog off because it's just jumping up and trying to eat people's hands. Mm-hmm. So that's probably one of the biggest ones. The other one I'm seeing an awful lot now is actually more aggression with dogs um, between dogs and people. And that seems to be a, um, a growing thing, which is a bit concerning. Why is that? Um, I'm not really too sure why, but um, it just seems to be um, that I think possibly we're not socialising our dogs as much as we should be. Yeah. So, um, or we're socialising them in the wrong way, maybe even. And um, uh, so, so when they're in the dog parks, we've got lots of dog parks, and dogs just go running in there, and, and before you know it, you know, we've mm. got a, a big fight going on, and people don't really know what to do to stop it. I guess. Do you know what I reckon? You've had a nail on the head there. We're so busy sitting inside with our Uber Eats being delivered and watching Netflix that we forget that the dog actually needs to get out and meet other dogs, right? Yeah, definitely. It was really interesting listening to the radio earlier on um, with Mermaid Mary that she was talking about the holistic approach to wine. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important that we look at that kind of like rounded holistic approach with that dog training yes. um, because it's everything that's uh, um, involved in our dog training. So when the dog's out, it's, you know, all the stimulus that it's um, getting, it's just been bombarded constantly mm. and we need to be aware of that, I guess. Yeah, true. Uh, Look, jump on the phone. Have a chat with Darren Rowe right now from Mindfulness Dogs, 0800 844 747. You've got the dream job as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) Dogs, you know what? You can lock them in the boot of a car. You can really give them a hard time. It doesn't matter what you do. When you open that boot, they'll always be happy to see you, won't they? Um, I'm not so sure, actually, Roman. Um, I think a dog will always obey you, but um, if we're looking at trying to build a really strong, lovely um, relationship and one built on mutual trust and respect, I guess, Mm. um, if you're really bad to your dog, it will do what it's told, but um, if it doesn't look you in the eye, it doesn't really like you, you know? So I'm all about building that real bond so the dog actually wants to be with you and wants to get out there, you know? And last week you spoke about, you spoke about the, you don't need to, you know, some people give their dog a gentle tap. Some absolutely whack their dogs. You don't need to do that, do you? 
No, like I said, um, with aggression, um, you don't need to be aggressive with your dog at all. Um, I teach the mindfulness, so, so I'm mindfulness for dogs, and uh, I'm very uh, passive in the way. In fact, we're quite predatorial by nature, and dogs are also, so um, we kind of need to be more like the prey when we're playing with our dogs and mm. when we're training our dogs. Not to say we want to be eaten up by our dogs or anything like that, but we don't want to be so um, oppressive with our dogs. Um, and certainly hitting is never going to get anything. You might find your dog does what it's told, mm. but it's not going to want to do it, is it really? No, you're right. You know, yeah. hey, feel free to call, by the way. Otherwise, we'll just keep talking forever. 0800 <laughs> 844 747. What's the key to someone like my mother who hates dogs? She's very nervous around most dogs, although that's changed in recent years. What's the best way to approach a dog when you're really, really nervous? Um, first of all, um, You've got to speak to the owner. So if there's, if there's an owner available, then that's good. If there's not an owner available, then you, you should never really go up to a dog because you don't know what they're going to do. Um, a lot of people say don't give the dog eye contact. Um, it's one of those things, isn't it? Because if you've got a dog that's really scared, eye contact is quite intimidating. But if you've got a dog that's really well-rounded, eye contact is actually a sign of saying, that, hey, we're, we're friends, so we're fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but certainly if it's a dog by itself and you don't know the dog, Certainly don't approach it, especially if you're a young child, I'm not sure. Um, but if, if the owner is there, just have a little chat with them and say, hey, I'm a bit worried about dogs. Um, okay. Is it okay if I come over and have a chat with your dog? Mm. As long as that dog's in control, yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, this is Darren Rowe. Darren's from Mindfulness for Dogs, and this is your opportunity to have a, a free consultation, a chat. Uh, 0800 844 Someone who loves her dogs probably more than anyone is Leah Parnipa. Hello, Leah. How are you? <laughs> what are you doing on here? More than life itself, Roman. Yes. You know, my, my dogs are everything. Or maybe my husband slots kind of in the... No, no, he's below them. <laughs> hi, Leah. Hey, look, hi, Darren. Look, I thought, you know, I work at the station, but I thought, why not get some free advice while I was driving around listening to Too my right, yeah. Roman? Um, we've got so we've got two we've got two border collie crosses, oh, okay. um, and they're really good, really wonderfully <clears throat> Mato uh, Tubo and Hort, well trained, socialised dogs, um, yep. and they listen and they we can off lead them everywhere. And the girl's eleven and she's bomb proof, she's great. The boy's coming up seven, and sometimes it's, I've noticed he's starting to get a little bit maybe protective of me. So, so when we're walking every day in the park, some dogs, some dogs, you know, that excited, they run up to meet us. Um, he, he does, he's, they've never had fights. They're, they're not attackers. But, you know, he gives that warning kind of, oh, you know, keep away. And, yeah. um, and I always have to say, the owner, oh, look, sorry about that, you know. And they're like, oh, no, no, he's just teaching them not to be. But the girl, my, the girl totally ignores them. She, she's sniffing around and doing her own thing. But it's only yeah. certain, certain dogs as well. I think ones that have got a high energy. Um, yeah. So, so I, is, he, I, um, I, is he normally on lead? When no, they're always, they're always off lead. We off lead always off lead. Um, yeah. Often on lead, we can, we can cause that problem. Um, border Collies are, are experts at um, body language and communication. So right. that communication would have already started probably with that dog maybe 10, 15 metres away as that dog's running towards. And yeah. if it's a, a dog that maybe doesn't quite understand that socialisation cues, um, Border Collies are very decisive in the way that they tell people. Because if you think about what they're bred for, they're, they're really bred for, um, for working really hard, aren't they? So yes. communication is really important. So he's, he'll be giving real subtle signals um, probably uh, five or six minutes before the dog actually gets there. 
And if the You're dog's right. not listening, if the dog's not listening and it comes bounding in, and unfortunately we have some um, dogs out there. The Labrador's a classic one because they're quite excitable, yes. yeah? And yes. Border Collies struggle with those dogs a lot. Yeah, he doesn't like right. charging doesn't like in. Them, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they'll come charging in and then it's like, boof, it's all on. What we've got to do is really catch that. When you see that dog right away across the other side of the park, that's when you start talking to your Border Collie and saying, no, you're all good. Come and sit down and start working them, start doing something with them. Oh, okay. That's, that's the best way around it, because then they're not really too worried about that dog. And, and yeah. then you can actually control that dog when it comes running in. Have a chat yeah. with him. Okay, yeah, yeah because... Yeah, that's the best way. because Kaiser, Kaiser's a boy. He, in nine times out of ten, he's... He, well, actually, no, it's starting to get more and more dogs now, but he, he normally doesn't really care about most dogs, but, yeah, they just suddenly he'll just yeah. snap, and he just suddenly really growls them and really kind of puts them in their place. And, um, and I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid he's going to have a fight with them, but then he might one day pick a dog that yeah. won't fear to that, and then it, can, it could escalate to a fight. Of course, if that dog reacts back, then yeah, yeah you never know, yeah. do you? Um, yeah. Quite often we get problems in parks when um, solid-faced dogs, so like a black Labrador or a white um, German Shepherd, um, oh. they quite often get themselves in trouble because um, you, they, the other dogs can't read their intentions very well because hmm. with a Border Collie, I'm guessing your Border Collie's got a nice white stripe or something like that? Yes. Down yeah. the nose? So when he's um, unhappy, when he's unhappy or sad, um, and he scrunches his face up, it's really obvious from his face. Uh-huh. But oh, with a yeah. black lab that comes in, um, the distinction is you really can't tell. And sometimes, particularly border collies, because they're quite nervous little dogs, um, they'll yes. think, "Well, yeah. I'll get in there first, just in case," because I'm not sure. Oh, interesting. And that's quite. Um, you see that quite a lot. <laughs> he's more because he is more. His temperament's more border collie because he's more barky. And can be not nervous, but he is a bit more energetic. Whereas yeah. the girl, because they're half and half, she's more rough coat collie and she's really chilled out. You know, they're oh, really, yeah. a, those lassies are really good chilled out dogs. So she's more yeah. him. She's more the lassie and he's more, he's real border collie personality. <laughs> and he Sounds is, like a great combination. <laughs> yeah, they're really, it's a really, I want to I breed them um, and call them a bruff. A border, <laughs> wow. a border and a rough. There you go. They're better, they're better than a straight border and they're better than a straight. Rough coat collie. That's, that, that you might be onto something there. I'm going to do that, Roman, when my radio jobs dry up. There you, you can make you can make some money. Mind you, so overpaid now. You wouldn't need to do that, Leah. What? Nice to hear from you, though, Leah. All right, my love. Thank you. Cheers. Take Thank care you. now. Wow, that's cool. Uh, let's go to Christchurch. Hello, Evelyn. Hi. Um, I've got two dogs, and one's a spaniel, and one's a rottweiler. And with the rottweiler. Um, she will do most things I tell her, and she's good. But when my gr- granddaughter comes in on the scene, or if, when my granddaughter gets up, or that she goes ballistic, like she doesn't try to, she tries to nip her, and she'll grab, and with her mouth she'll grab her clothes or grab her hand, or but doesn't bite, bite, but just sorts of nips her. And I, and when I come in, I'll say no, and she'll stop. But if I'm not there, she just. She doesn't listen to what my granddaughter's telling her. All right. Thanks for phoning in, Evelyn. Um, yeah, I, I think, first of all, I'm, I'm going to say, um, because you've got aggression towards a child, it's really important that you seek some real professional advice mm-hmm. um, and get a dog trainer in sooner than later. Um, yes. That's the first thing I would say. Obviously, the advice I'm going to be able to give today without seeing the dog um, I can't guarantee that that would make a difference. You really need to get somebody in on the scene to see the actual behaviour. No, my granddaughter's. <clears throat> she's not a she's not a child, but she's been with her right from the word go. Oh, she okay. was. How, she came. How old was your granddaughter? 
20. Sorry, 20? Yeah, and she oh, okay, she's <laughs> brought the dog up. She she's right. you know she she's been with the dog. It's it, they're best friends, but it's just as soon as she hears she's up, she just wants yeah. To, yeah. So so I guess I guess if I was going to look at that, it would be that um, if you think of the family uh, dynamics, then I would say that your dog, the Rotty, um, sees your granddaughter as one of the puppies or one of effectively one of the one of the younger dogs. So what your what he's actually doing there is actually just playing quite normally um, as if it was another Rotty. Because mm. that's the kind of things that Rotties do. They jump on each other, they bound, they grab each other's legs and that sort of thing. So it's typical sort of um, young dog behavior. Um, so it would be working on that relationship with your daughter, uh, with your granddaughter and the dog saying that actually, no, we're older and you have to respect us in the same way as you would respect an older dog. Because you don't get a, a dog jumping on an older dog. They get told off quite quickly, don't they? they the older dogs. Yeah, that makes perfect so, sense. Yeah, it, so it would be resetting those boundaries. And, and you can do that if, if she's not, uh, the dog's not doing it to you, then you can work as a team, and then that will transfer that kind of um, uh, behaviour to your granddaughter as well. Cheers, Evelyn. I hope that helps you. 0800 844 747, and you can talk with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. You can't go wrong. It's always good to learn something new. Angela, hello. Hello. Hi. Hey, um, hi, Darren. Hi, Raymond. Hi, Angela. Um, I- I just picked up a nine-week-old gorgeous little border collie pup yesterday. And um, I was just wondering, you were talking before about the dogs jumping up, and yes, I I know that situation. So how do you train them not to, please, at this early age? So first of all, I'm dead jealous. (laughs) She's a blue. She's a blue border collie. Can I ask what colour? Yeah, she's a blue. A blue? Oh, wow. I'm, I'm very jealous now. Um, okay, so, so border collies are incredibly clever. That's the first thing you've got to understand. So they're, they're like yeah. chess players of the dog world. So they're like four or five steps ahead of you always. And actually, they're probably working you at this very moment, yeah? So you've got to always remember that. Um, I'm, I'm of the uh, idea that when we've got a dog that's jumping up, we tend to um, think of praise as a food, don't we? Mm. Or saying, oh, good girl, good boy, yeah? Actually, yeah. praise comes in many ways. It can be eye contact, it can be touch, it can be anything. So if you think of a puppy, puppies, all they really want all the time is just to be touched, let's face it. They just want to be stroked, touched, tickled, whatever, yeah? So yeah. your puppy's jumping up on you, and what's the first thing you do? Probably push her down. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so you've touched her, so you've given her praise. Or walk away, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. so not so much walk away, because when you walk away, you're saying, I don't like you. Yeah? Uh, okay. So, so the thing is, at the beginning, let them jump on you, but don't say anything. Don't even tell them they're bad or, or you know, certainly don't say no. Just ignore that behavior completely. The second they jump off and sit down, what a good girl. You're such a special girl. Dogs okay. aren't stupid. Border Collie, certainly. If they sit down and they get loads of praise, what are they going to do? They're not going to jump on you because they don't get anything. They're going to sit down. They're going to they're do what they're told. And yeah. then you can start. And that becomes a behavior then the Border Collie just chooses because he knows or she knows that you want that. Yeah, it's quite okay, simple. We just do enough. nothing. Awesome training. Okay. You just do nothing. So I hope it goes <laughs> well, Angela. Yep. Thank you very much. That's great. No worries. You're welcome. Thank isn't you, it funny? Isn't the funny the way we think we're doing the right thing and sometimes we are rewarding bad behaviour? Yeah, mm. it is. And the, the, the most important thing is, though, that we make sure we praise when they're doing something good. We're very good at telling dogs they're not doing things right, but we're not really very good at telling them that they've actually done something right. Yeah, true. Yep. 0800 844 747 to have a chat with our dog behaviourist here, Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Rodney. 
Hi, Darren. Hey, Darren, Hi, uh, we've got a, um, a almost a one-year-old um, Cavoodle, and um, we, we haven't really been good good trainers of him. But um, we're, we're trying to transition um, his, his toiletry. So we, what he does at the moment is we, we buy these P-mats and we line them all up around the around um, part of the house. And uh, he goes, <laughs> most of the time he, he, he lands it on the mat. Um, sometimes he gets it on the carpet. Um, and, and we're trying to work out how we can, can get them away from that so we have to stop, so we don't have to keep cleaning um, puppy pee off the, um, off the carpet. And uh, we do keep the door open a bit so he can, he can run in and out, but, um, you know, he just keep kind of going back to the same, yeah. same sort of area all the time. But um, How old is he? He's, he's almost a year old. Oh, okay, so he's, he's almost not quite a puppy, although some dogs are puppies till they're about 15. Um, I would say it's something you need to get on top of very quickly um, because yeah. they, it's probably more of a habit. The one thing I would say is that, um, let's think this logically through, if you're putting um, the puppy mats down and yeah. you're trying to teach your dog not to actually pee inside the house, what are you actually teaching the dog? Because you're saying you can actually pee in the house. Because yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. For yeah. the dog to actually work out, well, why can't I do it on that? Why can't I do it on the carpet, not on the mat? So the first thing I would say is get rid of the mats. Yeah. And I would take the puppy back to like it's like it's a real puppy, and then I would start looking at crate training, um, uh, and start actually introducing the the crate as a way of training the puppy for pee. Um, but I would have him on the lead inside, and I would take him outside on the lead when I need to have him for pee. You've really got to take him right back to being a puppy. Um, feel free to email me afterwards, and I can drop you a, um, a brochure on, on crate training. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. I will. But certainly take him back and expect treat him like he's just a little puppy um, because you've, you've okay. kind of given him mixed messages, and now you need to sort of say, actually, no. This is the way that we do things. I hope that works, Rodney. Uh, well yeah. done, and I hope that does work for you. So you're all over so- social media, Darren, aren't you? How do people get in touch with you? Yeah, so so um, you can uh, find me on Facebook, um, and that's at M4, the number four dogs, mm. uh, or just search for Mindfulness for Dogs, and um, Instagram is Mindfulness for Dogs, or you can find me on my um, website, Mindfulness for Dogs. I'm actually doing a little bit of a giveaway at the moment, Roman, um, on my Facebook page. Are you? So uh, um, go on there, and um, you might be lucky and get uh, some really good products from um, there's Newflans. They do like a hokey oil, which Ooh. is really good for dogs' coats. And um, uh, he's a pet. I don't know if anyone's got dogs that have itchy skin. Um, their products are really awesome for that. And um, ZWP have thrown in some treats there for us as well. And there's a couple of toys that you can win. Oh, I'm almost tempted to sign up with Facebook yeah. and get a dog. Yeah, no, all you have to do is just take a little, um, it'd be nice. And yes. Tell me why your dog's so awesome. That's all I'm asking. Brilliant. Okay, back shortly here. You can get a call in with Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs right now. 0800 844 747. 24 past two. News, Politics, business, conversation. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. Magic Talk. The 75th anniversary of the D-Day landings. Chief of the Defence Force Air Marshal Kevin Short. I understand that your grandfather served during the Normandy assault. They drove up onto the beach. There was no one shooting at them. Stepped out into the water and just barely got his boots wet. We were told to clear the beach and go over the dunes to the nearest French town. There was no one shooting at them, so they thought that uh, struck it lucky. Then going into the nearest town and being uh, confronted by German tanks or held by loose. I've only heard him ever once talk about the devastation of war and what he actually saw. Do you think he was trying to protect you from that horror? Whenever he spoke about the war, it was the funniest side. I think he was protecting himself as in uh, not going over the, the gory details. 
keeping you informed on the drive home. The Ryan Bridge Drive Show. 3 to 6 p.m. weekdays. Magic Talk. On Facebook. The conversation continues. Search Magic Talk Radio. Anthony here, senior firefighter. We all love a warm home in winter, but remember to get your chimney swept before you light your first fire. If it's blocked, poisonous gases can get pushed back inside. Visit fireandemergency.nz. Enjoy amazing birthday deals this week at New World. Succulent, fresh New Zealand pork leg roast is just $5.99 a kilo. And blocks of creamy West Gold butter are just $3.99 each. New World. Enjoy better. Sizes limits and exclusions may apply. I don't know, but I've been told Kiwi homes are damp and cold Make this the year your family Gets warm and dry with HRV We're gonna beat that condensation HRV home ventilation Heat pumps keep you warm as toast Gone and stall as coast to coast Go to the website Go to the website HRV.co.nz Win winter with HRV Win winter this year with a warmer, drier home from HRV HRV.co.nz Balustrading Concepts pride themselves on going the extra mile to make sure your balustrade meets your needs, not only looks great, but complies with Auckland Council requirements, keeping it safe for you and your family. Balustrading Concepts glass and aluminium products are all New Zealand made, and they're proud to keep it Kiwi. Whether your job is big or small, give Balustrading Concepts a call for a free measure and quote. Phone 82 888 or go to balustrading.co.nz. Typically, organising a business loan just bogs you down in details and extra paperwork. But not with Prosper. Apply for free online or by phone in just 10 minutes. Get a quick decision and funding is possible in 24 hours. So for a business loan that lets you get on with business, talk to Prosper. Call 0800 005 797 or visit prospa.co.nz. Terms, conditions and lending criteria apply. Every day, nearly 100 New Zealanders will be diagnosed with cancer. In July alone, that's nearly 3,000 Kiwis. But the good news is you can help these people. Sign up for a dry July. Go alcohol-free for 31 days and raise funds for New Zealanders affected by cancer. Giving up the booze for 31 days might seem tough, but it will make a real difference for any person facing any cancer at any time. Visit www.drydelie.co.nz and sign up today. Hi, Rod here. Wet and forget. Our customers love Tiger Spore because it does what they thought was impossible. Well, we discovered it when we found that our new house had a really dirty shower, so we wanted something that was quick and easy to use that was a lot cheaper than having to buy new glass. We tried what seemed like everything under the sun, and once we tried Tiger's Paw, instant results. It was great. Six stores Auckland-wide, Silverdale, Northwest, Myringi Bay, Lunav, Takanini, and Pukekohe. Mist-free mirrors, a warmer, drier bathroom. Better get a shower dome shower top. For more information on the Magic Music and Talk Radio Network, check out magic.co.nz. Weekend Life, Magic Talk. 28 and a half past two. Good to have your company on this windy old blustery day. It may not be where you are. We've had some very positive texts from the South Island having wonderful weather. So parts of the North Island getting hammered. Those strong and severe gale winds uh, It's predicted to last until about 6pm this evening, say the Met Service so do take extra care. The power outages, they may still be going on where you are, and you can be guaranteed that all those um, hard-working linesmen are out there doing the job. 
We've just had the line drop out with our dog behaviourist. We're working very hard to get him back on the blower. And remember that after about 25 to 2, I'm going to cross over to Australia where Shannon Lush is standing by to work on all of your stains. I kid you not, there is nothing that stumps her. So 0800 844 747 to speak with Shannon Lush at about 25 to 2. At the moment, though, we are working on your dog. You might have a brand new dog a lovely shiny little puppy, or you might have an older dog that really just doesn't really want to do what you say. Well, this is your chance to have some free advice. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. G'day, Raywin, how are you? Good, thanks. Hi, um, Darren. And, and Hi, Raywin. Hi. Hey, look, I've got, a, um, I've got a 11-year-old Foxy Cross. He's, he's really friendly with other dogs if he's off the lead. And when he's on the lead, he's and, and another dog, a big dog, comes up to him. He gets aggro, but he doesn't bite. He just goes rah rah rah. Yeah. And and then in the other instance, when he's when he's off the lead, he comes against a big dog who's on the lead. He does the same thing. When, and it's really strange because he's off the lead and the other dog's on the lead. And he goes up right. to the big dog, and I think he's going to go up and be friendly. And next minute he's going, he goes up and sniffs. And next minute he's he's rah rahing in the dog's face and. Yeah. And um, he hasn't had any bad things happen to him, but luckily the other dogs have been friendly. And But mm. I just wonder why he does it when he's yeah. off the lead. And, and um, if I can go back to the on-lead bit first, because I think they're the similar, the similar kind of things, but it's just the different dogs reacting in different ways. Um, quite often when a dog comes bounding up to us on a, and we've got our dog on a lead, instinctually we tighten the lead and we pull the lead tight and what that does to the dog's actual posture is it lifts the dog up and it tightens all the muscles in the dog and from the other dog's perspective when they're running in that looks like a dog that's going to attack them okay okay. so the other dog as it's coming in is saying oh god i'm going to be attacked i'm going to be attacked so um they start to stiffen up as well and tighten up and then your dog starts to bark then when we pull the lead really tight, that lifts them up even more, doesn't it? And, and little foxes are, are great at rising up on their back legs. Yeah. And then they kick off, yeah. So as soon as they leave those, um, those front paws, leave the ground, they start kicking off. Um, so that's certainly something that you can easily uh, solve just by relaxing the lead. Yeah. Um, and it's just as they come in. Um, with the other case, it could well be, and obviously without seeing it, it could well be that the other owner is doing the similar kind of thing to what you're doing. And that's why your fox is looking at that dog and thinking, oh, I'm going to be attacked, but I'm going to get in there first because I'm not oh, sure, okay. you know. So it yeah. could well be a combination of those things going on, I would say. The best thing yeah. is to just, the best thing I always say, but you've got to be quite brave, is if when dogs come in, drop the leads, let them get on with it. They're very good at <laughs> sorting out their differences. Mm. Yeah, well, that's why I'd, 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 <laughs> yeah, I'd rather have them off the lead, and that way they can, yeah. he can, yeah, he can get away if he wants to. Okay, now yeah. that's cool. I haven't had him. Yeah. I only got him when he was nine, so I don't know what happened to him in his previous life. Yeah, there so. could be a whole load of things coming into play, though, couldn't there? Really? Yeah, there yeah. could indeed. Yeah. Raywin, yeah. all the best. Oh. Thank you. Great. Thank you, Raywin. Cheers. Bye now, Tony. Hi. Hi. Hi, Tony. I'm just wondering, do you know much about sky terriers? Sky Terriers, it's not a breed that I've actually trained, I would say. I know quite a lot about Terriers generally, um, and really that Terrier instinct is the same, generally speaking, throughout the whole of the Terrier sort of breed. But go for it, tell me. What about about Basset Voves? Sorry, what about? Basset Voves. Again, not a breed that I've trained. Um, Don't see many of them. So can't yeah. give you specifics about in terms of what they're bred for or anything like that. Um, the best thing you can probably do on that one, if you want to, are you, are you looking to purchase one? No, I've got I've got a Sky Terrier. I've had him for oh, okay. three. He's coming up four now, so I've had him for right. puppy. 
and like I call them his sister, is is uh, Bassevoe de Blois, whatever they call themselves. Um, okay. And she's coming up uh, three, so they've been together okay. from puppies basically. But okay. The one thing I've noticed is with um, my Sky Terrier, he's getting very, very protective of me and her. Right. Okay. Um, so, so that that for me would be um, kind of comes under the idea of resource guarding. So, so you've made yourself a resource to the dog without even realising. So, the dog is is um, kind of almost dependent on you. And if anyone challenges you, it might take away that that resource that it really wants. Mm. Um, so, it's going to guard you. Basically, that's the idea. Yeah. Um, so, so one of the things that I do with the mindfulness is actually kind of almost breaking that um, dependency bond. You could call it, I guess. And, and then reforming it in a really nice way through play and through that. And then the dog sees you as slightly slightly more confident, and then I don't, it doesn't need to defend you. There's a couple of breeds um, so, there I've never heard of. But, Tony, thank yeah, you so yeah. much for that call. Sky I've heard of, not the other one. Though, so well, much. no, same, actually. I couldn't uh, mm. picture one. Ian, you're the lucky last for today. I'll have to look that one up when I get home. <laughs> yeah, yeah, same. Ian, hello. Yeah, Lee. Um, Nate, I'm on my Mark 10 dog now, so I've had them all my life. Yeah. Um, and I noticed in all the discussions you've had, you've never talked about whistling a dog. Whereas uh, I don't, cont- you've never mentioned whistling a dog. Whistling? And, um, yeah. As in and to get a signal. As a signal? As a signal? Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I had working dogs. I had 10 different whistles. Yeah, the working dogs, uh, I, I, I kind of there for the, for the pet dog, I guess. Um, a whistling dog, um, yeah, you can train a dog. A whistle basically is just a, a marker, isn't it, for, for a behavior. Um, and the whistles really used or come into play a lot more when you're working dogs in the distance, because obviously the whistle travels more. Um, for most pet dogs, you can get away with your voice or you can get away with some sort of command. But yeah, whistles, um, as long as you overlay the command, the, the, the noise from the whistle with when the dog already knows the command, then, then yeah, whistles are great. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with whistles. Yeah, I'm intrigued because I could normally steal your dog within about a day or two just by whistling to it. I mean, I've done this, uh, so I'm a builder, I move around a lot of properties and I see a lot of dogs. And within yeah. a week, they're mine because they, they listen to the whistle. They really enjoy yeah. the whistle. But, but what you're probably doing, I'm guessing, is when you're whistling, you're actually giving some sort of praise. So they're, they're seeing that whistle as a marker for praise. So mm. um, they're more likely to do something nice for you when they hear the whistle. You're building a really good relationship with the dog there. And that's really what I'm all about. Whether you're using a whistle or whether you're using treats or you're using a toy, it doesn't really matter as long as you're building that positive relationship. You know, Darren, yeah. that's something I've always wanted to do. I've always wanted to whistle like a farmer. You know, those big shrill <laughs> yeah, whistles, oh, yeah. fingers in the mouth, you know. Yeah. Oh, they have a little thing that they put in their mouth. They do. Some of them do. Yeah, they Some do. Of them do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Darren, that's fascinating. I really appreciate you joining us here on Weekend Life. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness you, for Raymond. Dogs. How do people get in touch once more? Yep, so you can find me on Facebook. Um, it's just at M4, the number four dogs, mm-hmm. or just Mindfulness for Dogs. Um, same on Instagram, Mindfulness for Dogs, or you can find me on the website, that's www.mindfulnessfordogs.com or .co.nz. And you've got a lovely giveaway too through Facebook. Yes. Nice. Yeah, get get on that Facebook and, uh, and have a look and hope you can win. Just send me a little photo of your doggy and tell me why it's so awesome. Oh, that's lovely. Nice idea. Hey, thank you so much, Darren. All the best. No worries.